obviously going back to last night, guys, um, the Nuggets did uh, suffer their first postseason loss. Um, obviously, were, was very, very close to getting that sweep, which would have been a record for both franchises. Um, the Nuggets never having a sweep before and the Timberwolves never having been swept before that. So that would have been pretty interesting to see. Um, and th- there was definitely an opportunity for it to happen. Right. You know, but I think a lot of Nuggets fans and myself included just watching the game, you didn't see the same same level of energy. Right. Yes. You got you got a pretty aggressive Jokic. Right. Like you got Jokic kind of just doing what he needed to do. Um, in certain areas. I mean, I don't know how much because I saw somebody say something pretty interesting today um, with with like Jokic's wrist. Right. And and I don't I, I can tell you, I don't even remember who said it to me today. All I know is I saw somebody tell me, hey, Jokic's wrist is kind of messed up on his free throws. But all of a sudden he can hit threes. <laughs> like, like which one? Which one is it? Like, I don't you know, because I, I mean, last night, what would he hit? What? Five threes? Something yep. like that. Like, yep. I don't think I've ever seen Jokic hit five threes before. I've I don't never think seen it. I don't I don't think so, right? So I mean I could be wrong, but I don't remember ever seeing him shoot that many threes or hit that many threes. Uh, maybe in the game where he actually maybe in the game where he played against the Jazz, and I believe he had like 22 in the first quarter and he was hitting a bunch of threes. Maybe in that game, Jack, you could probably find that stat somewhere, but yeah, I'll get never seen him hit that many threes. But although there was one opportunity in overtime where he had a wide open three and that one didn't go in. And of course he also had a free throw opportunity to put the nuggets up by one, as opposed to tying the game. Um, and he didn't hit that free throw, but he did tie the game to, to essentially take it into overtime and the nuggets did lose. Um, but what were you guys thoughts, uh, Jack? I'll, let's start with you today. What were, what was just your thoughts? Cause I, I know you went through the same emotional <laughs> roller coaster that the rest of us did because that game was just insane. It was a lot of ups, a lot of downs, and just kind of weird emotions. Just like what really stood out to you in that game other than just the loss? Yeah. I mean, I would say the main thing is that it seemed like our good pal Nicola was the only one who was playing to rest, like in a good way. You know what I mean? Like it seemed like he was the only one with any urgency. I think that, you know, I was really, really amped for Aaron Gordon with 11 in the first half. And then for him to finish with 14 was was a little bit of a bummer, especially because I guess he fouled out. But, um, but you know, I mean, like I think that kind of encompasses like how they were all playing. I think the the kind of my MIP and what I mean that or MIA my missing in action player of the game was probably MPJ. I mean, he had a solid mm-hmm. 15, and I don't know if it was Malone's play structure. I don't know if it was just him i mean clearly he didn't take as many shots as you think he would with only 12 i mean just like with circumstance of overtime and everything so it i was just kind of curious as to where where the heck he went you know like especially especially overtime i think i I don't remember him at all (laughs) correct me if i'm wrong but i don't remember one instance of him holding the ball maybe he did but um yeah i mean stuff like that where it's just like it just seems like there's there's just this I mean, I think the the good old TNT boys said it the best, but like they just weren't playing with any urgency. Like right. it seemed like like yeah. they were playing like a scrimmage game kind of a thing. Where, and it's funny because for this Timberwolves team, they're also it seems like they're also playing to lose <laughs> in a way. Like mm-hmm. they, so it's it's this game to me was just more about who gave less effort because they both were not doing too hot, and right. of course it ended with 
with the Nuggets given the least amount of effort. But at the same time, you, you can't, as much as I say that, and I, I do wholeheartedly think that, I can't take away from Ant because he is trying to put that Ball team out, on man. his back. Yeah, like, yeah, he's good. Like he, I think he's really took it to heart, just kind of the circumstances and stuff. And and I think he's really trying to trying to motivate this team. But unfortunately, they might go down as the worst trade in history with uh, getting Gobert. Not that he's been playing awful, but for what they traded for him, like it's just confusing. So, I mean, I, I would say my last point too would probably just be: I think what's shocking is that the Nuggets aren't really taking advantage of the fact that they're. Saw their their big two guys have both fouled out the past two games. Like I feel like that's the time to to strike. Now, granted, when Gobert fouled out, that's a little bit different because the Nuggets were up and they kind of just closed out the game. But with Cat out and them coming back, they had such an opportunity to to utilize that mismatch, and they just they weren't able to to play through it. So disappointed. I mean. I don't as much as I'm the kind of person for confidence to go zero to a hundred, zero to a hundred, zero to a hundred. It, it just went down a little bit. I'd like to see them in Denver. I mean, <laughs> the one thing that did piss me off about this game was uh, they panned to one Wolves fan and he was waving the Nuggets goodbye like they weren't up three zero in the series. But hey, right, let's give it to him. Yeah, I hear you, Nelson. Talk to Dude, us. Dude, I went I went berserk when I saw that fat man do that. <laughs> Dude, gonna, I, oh trust lie. me, oh trust me, I lie. did too, man. I, I my blood is boiling. <laughs> I, 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 I really have changed, and not to beat the drum of being old, but I've really changed on the yelling and the screaming and all that stuff. I don't do it anymore. But when I saw the fat man doing the wave, I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" I yelled it in my house, and my everybody's going like, "Are you all right, Dad?" <laughs> um, so a couple of things. One, I don't want to overreact because yeah. that would be my tendency as well. Right. Um, I wrote a tweet during the game that, and of course it happens so frequently. I don't know what MPJ's stats were, but they weren't very good. Mm-hmm. And I was just singing his, like, like so many times singing his praises after the 25 point game the night before or the game before. And then he gets hot and then Malone doesn't call his number at all. And I'm just like, yeah. Okay. And in like the whole, like, I love the, the, the way that Jokic, Jokic, um, see, I almost got butchered right there. Jokic and Murray do their two man game. I love that on so many levels, but so, but that was also kind of predicated before MPJ became the the real threat that he is now so i feel like sometimes i get into that little mode and and yeah it does work on occasion um it works probably more so than it doesn't but i'm like mpj's just standing there like twiddling his thumbs like what do i do you know and i think they need to involve him in other ways besides besides that um disappointed and thoroughly disappointed in kcp again um, I think the guy is overrated. I'm just going to say it. Um, he is a good perimeter defender, I guess. But then Edwards just chews him up and spits him out. Like, not even a good... De- and tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if you guys have different opinions. 
Um, Edward is out. Edwards is obviously very skilled. I get that. But KCP does nothing for me on the defensive end from that perspective. Can he guard the perimeter and be a tight defender? Yeah, but can he stop the drive? Can he get in front of his man? I don't see it. I'd rather see Peyton Watson, to be honest with you. And I know that sounds absurd. It doesn't. But it actually it actually doesn't sound absurd. Yeah, but I would rather watch him start and play defense against their best player and try to eliminate it. We're get we're not getting any points really. And again, I don't want to overreact. That I'm, I'm trying to calm down even myself. I what I see is if you're not going to get any points from KCP, why not bring in a defensive player to try to shut down Edwards, right? And I just, I don't see that. A couple other points. So again, MPJ to me, disappearing act. And then he, he kind of get comes around a little bit, but it was disappointing. Um, Jamal, uh, you know, we talk about bubble Murray. He looks like, first of all, the defender that he's going up against, um, has done an amazing job. He sticks to him. Now, that is a good defender. Um, Alexander Walker is what's yeah, his? He is. Nikhil. He is Nikhil a, he is a, Walker, yeah. he is a good defender. Now, that is a de- great defender, in my, in my opinion. You watch him on Jamal. He's up in his grill. He's pressing him 10 feet from the three-point line, and he's getting in front of him, moving his feet. And I think... Um, I have so many feelings about Jamal. Um, you know, you know, everyone says he's the Jamal Murray from the bubble. I he hasn't looked like it the last couple of games. He looks a little bit slow and he's not he's not performing at a high level. Um, he missed I think he was eight for 21, and mm-hmm. Statman can maybe back me up on that. Two for seven on and three. Then, yeah, and then last point, and I sorry if I'm rambling, um, is Jokic. I stated in the first game, so I want to take a little heat because I am a little self-deprecating. I said in the first game, I want to see an aggressive Nikola. And we saw that last night. And maybe it's not the best thing. You know what I mean? Like he had his 41 points, but he didn't get everybody involved like he normally does. And maybe that's just not his game. You know, I thought he was amazing and I thought he didn't get enough credit, but I just wonder, is he a better all around, uh, all around playmaker? And if he, if he scores his 25 to 30 points or whatever, then that's fine. Anything over that, maybe that's not a good thing. I don't know. So that was my thing. And it's interesting that you said that, um, sorry for interrupting, but I saw the exact same thing last night. I started to think about it because if you if you go back, right, you remember the four-game losing streak that the Nuggets went on where the, it changed the whole MVP narrative and all that stuff. Right, right. One of those games um, the Nuggets lost, Nikola played very similar to the way he played last night. I believe he had a 37-point triple-double. Yeah. Um, and the Nuggets lost that game. That was the first game that he had lost with a triple-double, I think, all season. That's right. Like that. That's right, yeah. And – but like you were seeing that same aggression, right? And and then it was like, wait, he still had a triple double, but was it was like I, I I'm trying to figure out in my mind how that one worked out because he had the triple double. They were aggressive. He was aggressive, but then nobody else was like consistently hitting shots or consistently mm-hmm. helping him in that game. So 
maybe there is something to what you said. Like him more so using himself as a decoy, which does not show up on the stat sheet, right? It will not. But being a decoy and being somebody who pulls the, the defense away from the other guys, and yes, he may not get the actual assist for it, so he may not, you know, it may not show up on his stat sheet, but just being that presence in the paint and he gets double teamed and he kicks it out and it gets like a hockey assist, maybe that is just the, the Nuggets game. Maybe that that's the most effective way. Like, yes, he's being aggressive and scoring when need be, of course, on those little kick kickoff passes from Jamal Murray in the paint, pick and roll passes with the little floater in the paint. Um, maybe it just he really just has to mix it up like that instead of just being the primary scorer because I think that in itself is is not as effective based on what, what you're saying. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense. It doesn't seem like it's the most effective attack for this Denver Nuggets team the way that they're currently constructed. Now, Jamal Murray didn't play well. Michael Porter was – we didn't really see much of him last night. And even you brought up like KCP and those guys. Jokic did not get a whole lot of help last night. He just didn't, yeah. right? I mean, yes, Porter hit those timely threes back-to-back right in that, that fourth quarter. You know, that when I think Jokic hit a three, Porter hit back-to-back, and then Jokic hit that fadeaway. Yeah. Um, that, that fadeaway was insane, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, and then, of course, he got fouled and, and could have put the Nuggets up by one. But – no, Nelson. I think I think there is I think there is a, a I think there's a, a really important point to what you're saying because now that I'm thinking about it, Jokic having 25, 11 and nine or 25, 11 and ten, those stat sheets usually add up to the Nuggets winning games. Now that I think about it, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, 